0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome
2: to this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford at studio here this morning. Week zero has arrived. Vanderbilt plays football this week. Hawaii plays football this week get A Big Ten game. What is it? Illinois, Nebraska, Nebraska Northwestern. Somebody like that, right? Nebraska Northwestern. It's, uh, right. it's
3: Nebraska Northwestern, and Illinois does play. They play somebody some, else. Somebody, yeah.
2: Dublin, Ireland for the Northwestern game. That's correct. Yeah. So a uh, little ways away there. I read a story about Nebraska's packing situation and how you get all of your football stuff to Ireland here in the last few days. That was one of the.
3: Because you can't take the bus, the truck.
2: The truck cannot get to Ireland. You know, the truck goes everywhere in the continental U.S. They will just leave whatever day is necessary to pull that off. But this, that, that, that does not do. Yeah. It feels
3: like you could get, if you left Lincoln, you could get all the way to the East Coast. And then at that point, you're going to run into something else. You're going to run into an issue unless you've got the floating truck. You're going to need a plane. You're going to need a cargo ship.
2: You're going to need something. So, um, Anyway, yeah, that's a good point. Anchor down. Uh, that more coming up today. Maybe it's the week old misnames of starting quarterback. I don't storylines left here in camp. Uh, Lane Kiffin will talk today. Camp is over. It's true. Camp camp, camp is, is officially over. over. Okay, we can just... stop
3: using that that word for a while.
2: Well, now you only use them when you are talking about people along Re- the recruits, recruits in their camps. Recruits yes. with camps. Yes. Yeah. But no, no, camp is over. This is just practice
3: today. School has begun. Oh, that's true. Today is the first day of so, classes for Ole Miss. So today, today technically, the 20-hour rule is in effect. Very hardcore rule. Very, very, very hardcore rule. It, it does change the – like in, in, when they are in camp, there's unlimited. You can just spend
2: – Was it Ridge Rod that got railroaded by the 20-hour rule? Yep, that's yep, right, right?
3: yep. yep. When you have enemies, suddenly the, the little rules kick in. That's a good
2: point. So, podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials 569, two sides, bread, 32 ounce drinks. They uh, can take care of dinner tonight with the ribs, other items in the hot case. With the ribs, you can get a wet or dry call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go for you there with the Oxford Exxon and all blue sky locations around Mississippi. Download the Exxon mobile app. You get some cash back, $10 off at the pump. You're filling up the time, 20, or sorry, 1,000 bonus points there with, again, Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio.
3: We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. He's just going to give you a quote. You can take that quote and shop it around. Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's us hop into a Clark Ford today. Great service, great product. Uh, Corey wants to take care of you. He wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. You'll find out what that means when you call 662-257-1900. Guests join this week on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, uh, great beer selection, full bar, and more. Also, Rafters New Albany and uh, Rafters on the Water out at Sardis. I don't know how much longer that goes. I need to call and find out. Maybe
2: Labor Day. That's my guess. I mean, that that's usually the typical, you know, pools start closing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that's kind of how that, 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 that usually works. Um, Yeah, you know, that's a good point. We talked about the other day stuff around free suddenly started happening when you started losing the state by 35 and yep. the losses creep in. Suddenly things that, you know, just turn your head, I'd be all right. And then with Rich Rod, I mean, you're just creating shit out of thin air because everybody breaks the 20 hour rule. If you use that as a reason to get somebody out of there. You can get anybody. We had a nice chat with Rich Rod in his office that day. We, yeah, we actually he was, he was a pleasant dude. You know, he used to walk his like little bitty dogs around the neighborhood you know, he had like little bitty Little bitty canines.
3: On one of my rare excursions out into Oxford, I ran into uh, Rich Rodriguez and Jack Bicknell at a bar. Did you? And ended up having a pretty nice chat. Jack's smart guy. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Well, he had coached at Tech, and so we, yeah. it was easy for us to talk. You to. had your rust and stuff, yeah. You had your connection there.
2: And then Rich Rod would would be at ULM. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of Louisiana connections yeah. with that 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 pair. Going he didn't on. know
3: how he didn't know how connected we were. Oh boy. Yeah, his
2: his weekend in Oxford, he was getting hired. He was getting spotted at BBB and all over town. I mean, about as, as much of a rock star as one human could be before they actually coach a game there as a as a coordinator, not even a head coach. Um, Lane Kiffin going to hire, I mean hire. Is he going to name a quarterback this week? Um, You're guessing. You don't know. I don't know either. My guess is
3: no. No. You think we're going into game week without a starter. But maybe. Okay. He needed to get to today. He needs them to go to class. The clock doesn't officially tick on anybody until they go to class. So probably not today. Maybe end of the week. I'm curious to see how they do it. If they do it. A lot of schools have been doing it on Twitter. Do they... Once it's already out, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk to the kids first, of course.
2: No, no, no. I mean, though, another media member has, or a media member has broken the news, and then they confirm the news, right? Because like the sourcing was like Brandon Marcello on UCF, and then Gus came out later in the day, yeah. and then the kid at um, it was a media member that released the Texas Tech news. The kid from Oregon, the transfers. at already at Texas Tech, and then okay. this morning is is La Tech where Sunny Cumby's at. Yes. So they named their quarterback this morning through a media okay. member as well. Uh I saw that. So who would you put your money on
3: media here? I'm putting my money on Dart, but I have no Oh, no, media. I mean, what media member? Chris Lowe? Feldman? Ooh. It's though, I I think Chris. Right? I think that's where I'd put my money. Think Chris? Yeah. That'd be my guess if you told me. I would guess national over local all day long. Yeah. I would I would guess, Chris. I wouldn't put it completely past Staples, Dellinger, Tamil. Who's Lane picking, though? Why and why? Oh, he might send it out to all five or six of them at once. Okay. Hmm.
2: Okay. But if you were, you're a little higher that they won't name one. than name one if you just absolutely had to. Fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah. Well, right. It's very close. Yeah. I mean, hell, he could do it here in like three hours. He could.
3: He could. He could do it today. Would make sense to do it today. The two scrimmages are over. I mean, he's going to get asked today. Do you know who your quarterback is? Even if you're not announcing it, do you know? And if he says no, then the follow up question to that is: Is, is that, that a concern? Right that 12 days out you don't know who your quarterback is. And the follow-up question to, yes, I do, but I'm just not ready to say it yet, is why not?
2: And the public answer to that has to be, well, we're just making sure there's no reason, we don't have to,
3: right? blah, 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 which is not incorrect. I don't think either line of questioning is particularly contentious. He's not the type to take it in a contentious manner. There are coaches who would lose their minds over that. Typically
2: indicative of someone's uh, temperature in general.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they scrimmaged on Saturday, and I was out of town, and I, other than a little bit of time Saturday afternoon where I spent some time on the board, I, um, I disconnected a little bit from it because I was just busy. Um. I don't believe for one minute the scrimmage stats that got put out.
2: Uh, no. I, those, I believe them to
3: be false. Yes. Um, Coaches
2: why? don't even keep stats on scrimmages. You would require someone to go in with a notebook and keep these stats. And it was, it was close to – I mean, look, I can't say a couple boosters didn't get or something. I have no idea. But I know parents couldn't go. Like, it was pretty tight. Yeah. And
3: it was inside. Yes. So, I don't know the motivation – of people who are putting that out. I don't know where that started. Maybe you do. I, I don't. I'm probably not as connected in Ole Miss internet land no, as I you are. Um, but there are. <laughs> I was told last week. And my sourcing was pretty damn good. That they just didn't know yet. That they just simply didn't know. That it was pretty close. It was different. That there were there were days last week where there was almost some frustration that one of them wasn't pulling away with the job. That someone wasn't emerging. That there were days where they were both good. There were days where they both were not so good. But I didn't get the impression that anything was super imminent. But I don't know, again, I don't know what happened on Saturday. And I'm always amused at the people who come out with well, here's what happened in Saturday scrimmage. I, I wouldn't even know – had I spent the time, I wouldn't have known where to start trying to find that on Saturday or Sunday.
2: Well, again, you know, I don't – I mean, it would – if you told me to bet, is there a record of every throw and the stats associated or not, I would guess the answer is no. That there is an absolute ironclad – or well, at least until the film was watched. I guess in real time would be the way to put it. Now, did they – Go back and chart, sure,
3: that's different. I well, mean, yeah, sure. no one
2: on Saturday afternoon. Right. I would guess no.
3: Right, that would be my guess, too. I mean, that is my... Yeah, they went back and watched the film over and over and over, and not just the charting, but, okay, why was why was a pass incompleted? Was this on the quarterback? Did Even on a pass that was completed, did he make the right read? What was there? What? what Very sh-
2: process-based. Yes,
3: what should he have seen? It would go far deeper than, oh, he was 11 for whatever.
2: and to yeah. go, If he completes a 45-yard pass and it was the wrong read, it's still a negative on the day.
3: Right. Or if it was a 40-something-yard play that was a two-yard pass where the receiver made a play, but the, the, the better read was downfield. Yeah. They're looking at all that. It's one of the reasons why I think they get frustrated legitimately with media at scrimmages when media sit up in the stands. And we do. I did it. And we do stats. They're like, okay, I get it. But there's so much more to this than just the numbers. You know, was did did someone accumulate the stats with the twos or against twos? Right? If you're the New York Giants yesterday, yes, you beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you particularly pleased with the way that your offense looked against the Bengals' second unit? Probably not. Well beyond the numbers.
2: Yeah, the a pretty critical stat is air yards. How far down the field did that reception go with the ball in the air versus some back or receiver making some hell of a play and suddenly, oh the quarterback went for a sixty three yard you know, yeah but Judkins juke five people out and he did this and that and whatever right and yeah I mean there's it's it, it's
3: there's some detail here. My betting money is on Dart for the same reason that I think yours is. I just think the way Lane Kiffin is wired. This isn't necessarily a bad thing or a good thing or anything. It's just the way people are wired. I think the way he is wired is to go with a quarterback who plays more to win than to play not to lose. And that's not – look, Luke, they asked Luke to be more aggressive, and he has been more aggressive. I just still think it's Luke's nature still as a young quarterback. And, again, for the eight gazillionth time, people are talking about bingo cards. Here's a free spot. They're both nineteen. Um, I think Luke is still wired to be a little cautious, to be secure, which is not a bad thing. But I don't know that. I don't know that that's who, what Kiffin really wants to be. I think he wants to take shots. Now, until those shots become stupid, at which point you've got to figure out whether are you being reckless. But I don't think there is anything in Dart's game in the scrimmage that I saw. And frankly, in the spring game, that that showed me that he's reckless. Young, sure, learning an offense, sure. Reckless, no.
2: It, yeah, because it's not even necessarily. Everybody gets caught up on you know gross skills. It's not arm talent. I mean, Luke can throw the ball down the field. That's that that that's not the issue. Um. But yeah, I just Jackson seems to fit the personality almost that Kiffin prefers in a quarterback a little bit. I, I mean, think so. Is, I think and again, so. We're all just kind of yeah. spitballing here, but and I'm not
3: sure that either of them completely fit the personality no, no, right no, now. No, no, you know, no, neither one of them is if you could just go in and build Robo quarterback. Well, I'm always amused at how people blow off what Lane says about Corral when he goes. I tried to tell you guys last couple of years. I tried to tell people around here that this was special. This was somebody with special arm talent who could make throws, could make all the throws, and it was easy to take that for granted. I mean, he has said that enough times that you're like, you know, he's trying to tell you something here. It's not what you want to hear, but he's trying to tell you something. It's like when you talk to people inside the program and they're like, boy, Mark Robinson and Chance Campbell made a lot of plays last year, guys. There's more to that statement than just, hey, you know, Mark and Chance were good players. They there is a certain degree of read between the lines, and some people, and this is not a criticism, some people cannot read between the lines.
2: Yeah, it, Ole Miss is going to have to do different things defensively. They cannot just plug and play two dudes and go, Well, there's Chance and Mark. Look, that, that that's not how that's gonna it's right. not how it's gonna work. Right. Doesn't mean production falls way off. But it means you can't just replicate. You're going
3: to have to. I mean, there are some people that you can give them a chocolate bar and give them a thing of peanut butter and go, here you go. And they're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And then there's some people that go, oh, you're telling me I can kind of make my own Reese's Cup here. Exactly. And they're just two different types of people. And (laughs) I'm not criticizing the one that I'm not crazy about, but it is what it is. And so sometimes when he says those things, I do think he's trying to tell you, look, we're going to take a step back at quarterback." We're not going to be as good at quarterback this season as we were last season. Just not – it's not going to happen. Corral was special. And everybody knows that deep down, but
2: understanding that in the moment is what Lane is trying to signify. Is hey, look, when he – well, these guys are going to throw two picks and look like shit for a couple quarters. It just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it,
3: it's, it's
2: the way this thing's going to go. Some drives are going to bog down because somebody's not lined up right. I mean,
3: it's – It's the reason why I think if you're him and you have a good clue that you know who your guy is, whether it's Jackson or Luke or whoever, and if it's whoever, then, boy, it's one hell of a story. But um, I think you want to go ahead and get rolling with it because you do have that at the advantage of those first four weeks. Um, I wrote about this yesterday in 10 Weekend Thoughts. I don't know if you've got it up or whatever, but Bill Connolly put out his final preseason SP Plus rankings. And if you look at it, um, boy, if Bill's right, the SEC is going to be an absolute nightmare for everybody. I mean, he's got Alabama 1, Georgia 2. He's got A&M like 8, Ole Miss 9, Tennessee 10, I want to say Kentucky at 11, Arkansas at 14. It's got LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn a lot higher than other people have them. Yeah, Ole Miss' schedule, quickly. Troy 91,
2: Georgia Tech 87, Tulsa 83, Kentucky 11, Vandy 108, Auburn 21, LSU 28, A&M 8, Alabama 1, Arkansas 14, State 20. Let me close that again on the back half of that schedule. 21-28, 8-1,
3: 14-20. Right. Ooh. So if you if you if you think you know who your quarterback is, you need to get some of those if you can. If you think, "Hey, this guy's going to make some mistakes, but I think we can coach him through it. I think we can develop him through it." Well, then you need to get rolling because you got about 6 weeks till October the 1st cuz it gets real October the 1st. Yeah, you get Vandy the week after that. And then if Connolly's right, starting with Auburn, you got nothing but Nothing but tests coming up. Speaking of,
2: and I mean, look, Ole Miss is going to be heavily favored and is going to win the game. But I, I did have a group of five coach say yesterday that Tulsa will be Ole Miss's toughest non-conference game. I'm by I've that. heard that multiple times from multiple people. That
3: yeah, I'm by while that.
2: Tech has ACC on the on the chest, that Tulsa would be the best team that Ole Miss plays in those first four. Well, They've been a competitive program for the last few years. It's been solid.
3: Gus had him really rolling that one year, right? Wasn't it Gus at Tulsa? Was Gus at Yeah, I guess he was at Tulsa. was he at Tulsa one year? Frankly, you need Tulsa to be okay. They need they need a test. They need a little bit of a – Yeah.
2: Somebody to show up and provide some resistance. I don't
3: think but, Troy's going to be a big test. They're not. Central they're Arkansas is not going to be a big test. Frankly, I don't think at Georgia Tech is going to be much of a test. Some people have tried to talk me into thinking – Because I'm not sure that stadium's not going to be 50% Ole Miss fans. Well, it will be.
2: And, I mean
3: – You know – the challenge there is it's going to be Atlanta two thirty in the afternoon or three thirty in the afternoon. It's going to be hot as hell, but it'll be hot for Georgia Tech too. <laughs> so I don't think that's it. But look, it gets the schedule gets real starting in October. I mean, really real. If you if you put stock into Connolly and Chase, I do.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, he's great. If you put stock into Connolly, Ole Miss is going to be a really good team playing a bunch of other really good teams. Mm-hmm. And it's what we
2: continue to say is, barring something crazy, we're not really going to know what the hell they are until Kentucky steps on Devon Hemingway
3: that day. For sure. No idea. Yeah. I, they could be worse than we think or be great, and we don't know the difference. Yeah, and the difference is that day, if Kentucky's what I think they are, they'll have already beaten Florida. That's true. They'll have something little in the People yeah. be going, I don't know what to think about Ole Miss, and people will be saying, well, yeah, I think, I think Kentucky's pretty good, mm-hmm. which gives you an opportunity to prove that you're pretty good that day. Yeah. All right, continue
2: in a second. First Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. One of the oldest mortgage companies in the Southeast. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market, leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 234 2704 or JLOWE at communitymtg.com
3: a stock auctions is a nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price all items at a stock Auctions start at just one dollar that's right every item starts at just one dollar shop now at a stock dot bid or download their app name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers a stock auctions has multiple locations around nashville that offer local pickups so don't miss out want it bid it win it at a stock auctions Brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're looking to diversify, if you're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule, MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ledecky guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, hate your pay, you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Also brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. Pharmaceutical grade manufactured right here inside the U.S. Uh, I've been uh, taking some of their supplements. You can notice the difference already. If you take diabetes medication, high blood pressure medication, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss, and more. Get in touch with Solutions RX. Take their prescription support. It's going to put those vitamins back into your body, help with those side effects, keeping you more compliant, and taking your medications over the long term. SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Hawkeum Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeum will custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkeye makes it happen. In-house financing available. Free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. 662-226-2233. Or go to Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye And we'll be uh, tailgating next weekend. Hard to believe. But next weekend, you want to make sure that you're ready to go. Get in touch with Seven South Tailgating, 7SouthTailgating.com, submit a request. They provide a level of service that's unlike any other. If you've used Seven South before, you'll never tailgate without them again. They're currently booking single game, multi-game, full service packages. They still have available for any availability for any and all services and game selections. Uh, Whatever your budget, your party size, number of games needed, they can accommodate you at 7southtailgating.com.
2: Podcasts are brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com, right there off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. And as Nils mentioned, it is time to get your tailgates in order. You can do that from a catering standpoint with Johnston Hill. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on the package that you prefer. They artfully arrange all that catering on trays, and they have disposable bamboo utensils to make everything easy for you. Everything from great condiments, of pepper jelly and feta dip, to their specialty trays, including their artisanal cheese they make in house every single day, or their charcuterie, which is my favorite, the sandwiches, the crudite, or plenty of desserts between cookies, brownies, and more. So to get your tailgate in order, six six two four one nine nine two zero one, or cheese at Johnston Creamery. dot com. Um, I don't. That's a good question on carries for running backs. I mean. I, New and I talked about a little bit about this on I guess Thursday night was what is to be expected from Evans from a load standpoint. I guess you you said you think it's between fifteen and twenty, right? Is that sort of from a touch standpoint?
3: Yeah, I think so. I
2: we both really like Judkins.
3: Yep. I mean, I think they're all four really good. I mean, they they're they're really good at running back. I would, you know, I don't and I don't think they're going to run the quarterback as much this year, which is a good thing. That ended up being a problem last year. I don't think that was the plan going into the season for Matt to run thirty times in a single game, but it happened
2: Corey asking does Bentley have the chance to be a running back crush? I typically try to avoid old miss backs for that because we act stupid about it, and I'd rather not do that about an actual yeah. old miss running back I mean yeah I you know if Vanderbilt has a good one there, so non not important then you, you can do that but typically it's just some random i guess the only time it's been a competitive team is i did have like a little bit of thing for benny Snell, but it oh, still yeah. wasn't to the level of some of these other uh
3: where is ralph webb these days what's he doing uh,
2: he's selling real estate or something i've got a guy on twitter that always sends me stuff when he tweets out like he's showing some condo in nashville or something i'm yeah. um, to get I,
3: ralph on the show
2: I, I really would like Ralph on the show. That would be. I that, think. That I would think be. it's real estate. Maybe I'm wrong, but I that sounds. That'd be, that'd be
3: fun. The glory years. Yeah, kind of relive, relive the moments. Y'all could take a walk through memory lane. Maybe get a little closure.
2: Yeah, he has no idea that he had some random podcast guy.
3: It's okay to have a man crush on a... Vanderbilt running back. Nothing, no, nothing wrong with that.
2: That's not harming anybody, is it? Like that—that no, that is completely not. N- nothing wrong with that at all. Not harming a soul. I think I'm right. Is this him? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was doing. I thought he think he's doing real estate. I could be wrong, but I think that's right. He has Gainesville, Florida, on his Twitter. Page. I don't know if that's actually where he is or not or anything else. Okay. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Ruiter at Royal LePage, or at least was. All right. So. Good for him. I, look, cash that. That's not the. That's not the worst deal there. Sure. It's gonna be all right.
3: Probably get hit a lot less at Royal LePage than he did at uh, Vanderbilt. I mean, he had a lot of tread on the tires at
2: one point, and then he had to play running back at Vanderbilt for four seasons. You lose a lot of tread on the tires playing running back at Vanderbilt for. He earned his scholarship. Got hit a damn
3: lot. bit of it. Got hit a lot. I mean, look at the list of quarterbacks that cat played with over four years. That would be fun. Be like, hey, Ralph, can you name the quarterbacks you played with? Because I sure as hell can't. I think he, can. I think he could know, yeah. but he could get you. Him. Don't think so. He'd have to really think about it. Every quarterback that took a snap with him at running back, probably not. They had a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I got the list here, Ralph. Go ahead. That actually would be fun.
2: Pat Robinette was the starting quarterback at Vanderbilt, at an SEC school, and quit to go to med school. Smart call. And made the right decision. Of
3: course. <laughs> That's what he did. He quit. I <laughs> mean, which was going to be more profitable? Getting killed or going to med school?
2: <laughs> yeah, the ca- career potential med school more than SEC quarterback to whatever that was going to become. Yeah, after, of course. After that, that's that's a good point. We can reach out to Ralph see what he says. I tried to get Chris Lee to kind of be a conduit, and Vanderbilt did not like the idea of us messing with their running back when he was a senior. So right. They they seemed to frown upon. Well, that. they were mad at Chris at the time, so that was not the yeah. appropriate.
3: Chris had the audacity to say that they weren't very good.
2: Was that still Larry at that point, running communications? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, said. Yep. God, one, one grumpy, angry guy. I guess if you had to deal with Vanderbilt every day, eventually you'd probably get
3: that way It too. would probably wear on you. Some of the things I've heard about the way that place is run, it would... He was the head of communications for anybody, or
2: was, is, I don't know, Um, for anybody who's unaware at Vanderbilt. then he was... We've been in a lot of press box. He was by far and worse the school employee who cheered the yeah. worst. Yeah. As you could hear, like, these grunts and cheers behind you. it's like, yes, yes, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's Vanderbilt, He's Like, yeah, sure, like it, yeah. whatever, sure. <laughs> Because he was almost kind of like arrogant during the James Franklin years. like He was almost hard to deal with because they were
3: competitive. But I would have another game on my computer with the headphones on, and I could still hear him. No, you, get, you could hear him react. It'd it was like, these on, noises. Man, you, you go and get on to us if we do anything, and you're making all this noise. The National Football Writers Association of America prohibits all cheering in
2: today's press box in accordance with blah, 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 blah. blah. And a few places do. A few places will will crack down on it. I told you, um... Jack got all over somebody, even in the baseball press box at Southern Miss. Like, he turned around and kind of made the hair stand up on me. He ran somebody out of there during the Super Regional. Sweet. Because it was like a double play or something. You could hear it. And it was like, hammer down. I mean, hammer down right there. Get out. (laughs) One strike policy. Peace. Yeah. I'm I'm out. As opposed to Neil just yelling at the LSU kids that day. Poor students over there just minding their own business. They were being obnoxious. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean, we're all stuck in there together for four hours. Let's let's have some rules. Let's have some decorum. Uh, there have been Ole Miss people that pounded the table. That's happened. It's outdoor press box. It was outdoors, thank God. Yeah, it would have been much louder inside. The, and that was the game that you went, You looked at.
2: Yeah, and- the pounding was actually more the game. You went, hold on, did you think this was going any other way? I mean, did you see the line going? I mean, what did you think? 2011 Egg Bowl. Yeah. We all knew where that one was headed.
3: There was a zero chance that your team was winning today, champ.
2: Yeah, the little scat back for State <laughs> took a ball like 40, 40 yards for the first touchdown, kind of juke Cody out of his shoes, and that was that. Well, was that. Yeah. So, there is Perkins. Uh, is that right? Never- did he play
3: running back at State? Is that right? I... I- Far be it for me to challenge that. I don't know.
2: Okay. Is there one more thing that could even happen in the next two weeks, non-injury related, that you're interested in in this camp?
3: Um, I'm a little interested in how they manage some of this offensive line stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm interested in that. Um, I think it's one thing to go, hey, Jaden Williams is the best left tackle. Let's put him at left tackle. And it's another thing to actually do that. Because doing that takes a couple of veterans and you put them in uncomfortable positions where they'll say the right thing publicly, but I wonder if privately they would be a little peeved. I mean, I'm, I'm putting thoughts into Jeremy James's head that I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going to guess that Jeremy does really acknowledge this. No, earlier, sure. that he looks at the move to left tackle as a way to market himself for the NFL. And there's not a damn thing wrong with that. For Jeremy locker. and Nick both made decisions that were best for their future moving forward. Where I think if you had told them before the year, hey, Jeremy, you're just going to stay at right tackle, he might would have had to think about looking around. Uh, Nick moved to guard and not straight to the NFL because he knew that he could increase his stock. I don't think Mason Brooks signs with Ole Miss if he doesn't think, hey, I'm, I'm coming in and playing as a starter. Sure. Now, would everybody play nice and say the right thing? Sure. Yeah, sandbox is fine. Now, yeah. I do think, and I don't know this, but I do think that there are some assumptions that have been jumped to based on what people saw in a very <laughs> limited amount of time at, at camp. I think two things. One, if you talk to people inside the program, they'll rave about Jaden Williams.
2: Yeah, they do like him. That is not a, that is they not a lie. They love
3: him. Yeah. Now, two, last week, Mason Brooks was out some, recovering from the concussion. I, my, my guess is that Mason was in some form of concussion protocol. I could be wrong. I don't know. They don't talk about he injuries. Returned
2: to he returned to practice on Friday. We obviously have no idea
3: what he did on Saturday during the scrimmage. Right. I guess when you talk to him, you can ask. And so in that time, that meant that they probably did the shuffle to get ready because, look, Mason could get hurt during the season. They did the shuffle where you put Jaden Williams at left tackle and you move um you move Jeremy over to right tackle and you plug away. I wonder if some assumptions were made about well, which Mason could be the backup at left tackle and right tackle and guard. Don't think that's what he signed up for. So but like I wrote yesterday. The idea that you're going to get through a season with five offensive linemen, good luck. I've covered college football teams for 20-some-odd years. I've seen it happen once. 12. Oh, twelve. Yeah, twelve Ole Miss. Somehow, that team.
2: They had five, and they used five.
3: And had they lost one, it was a nightmare. Um, This, this team has made a, a point to try to build some depth, to try to build some versatile depth. And if you told me that they took the week of Mason – Coming back from his injury as a way to experiment, I'd buy it. I
2: agree with you. What that rotation looks like, what, what just, I mean, in general, what are they going to do with Williams, a guy who has really emerged well? Yeah. But here's the deal, too. You got Jeremy who's played a lot of football, left tackle is kind of an important position. Yeah. Just going, hey, you've never buy here. Have at it. If Ooh, you made me shit. guess
3: for the opener, I would guess that Jeremy James is the starting left tackle, and that Mason Brooks is the starting right tackle. Yeah, and that Jaden Williams is going to play a lot. Sure, because he needs to play a lot. Frankly, in those first four games, if your backups aren't playing a lot, something went wrong. Those guys need. Oh, well, those guys way. need to get. The Micah Pettis is the world, and yes, the whole they, deal. they need to get experience.
2: I'm looking in a minute. ESPN has released their. Uh, speaking of needing, needing the season to start because this is stupid, but their preseason poll projections. Where do they think? Where do you think they have
3: Ole Miss? Before I go down the list, ESPN's preseason poll proje- Bowl projections. Poll projections. Poll projections. Um, I don't even know the pecking order this year. Um,
2: Outback. You think that's it's, it's going to be? I mean, I haven't even gone on the list yet. I so have I don't no know. clue. Because this is Vegas and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, right? I don't know what what the tiers are this year because they they finally changed it up a little bit. Let's see. Yeah, snap counts will be more important this year.
2: We can pull that off our PFF subscriptions, and that that will be telling from the first four weeks. By the way, uh, it was the second touchdown in the 2011 Egg Bowl. The first touchdown happened at the 9.35 mark of the first quarter, and it was Chris Ralph to Vic Ballard for 18 yards and a touchdown. But the play that I was referencing made it 14-0 Bulldogs in the first quarter, and it was a Ladarius Perkins 36-yard rushing touchdown as Derek Pasquale kicked the extra point for the Uh, Bulldogs. uh. In Houston Nuts' final game as head coach and a 31-3 final score for
3: Mississippi State. 31-3.
2: Dick Ballard would find the end zone later again. What Airs Perkins that night, would catch it? another touch. It was freaking yeah. freezing, and all those state people were eating all that ice cream in the third quarter. and I'm like, it is literally 18 degrees outside. I, I, I'm in a coat and gloves and scarves, and you guys are just chowing down on the muscadine ripple over here to the point that I I, I I'm.
3: I do remember going into the back and thanking um, one of the women who worked in the press box for Mississippi State for keeping the coffee hot. Did you? Sometimes they'll just let it go, and you look up and that's the third a problem. Quarter, there. There's no coffee. And she was keeping it rolling, and I was very appreciative of her efforts that evening.
2: Yeah, because there's a couple of press boxes back when we went to all the games, and I guess I mean we're back to normal now, where um you you could find auxiliary coffee pots in other parts of the stadium where you could get coffee, even because they would they would let the press box, but you could get to the club level or somewhere right. and be able to figure it even out. if it's a Keurig, we could get a cup and head back down or
3: or go from there. I'm usually pretty industrious in a press box as it pertains to finding coffee. I'm usually I'm usually pretty.
2: Yeah, pretty state successful. State and Vanderbilt both really fond of the ice cream. Well, Vanderbilt does the gelato because of course they do. Yeah. Um, and then State does their their yeah. their local. Not for me. Cheese and ice cream. No, thank
3: you. What? I just don't want ice cream at a football game. That's, Ever? No. McFlurry couldn't even get your attention. Nope. nope.
2: I know you're all shocked by this. They're predicting the national championship game, which is in uh, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, this year. Alabama versus Ohio State. We're all really stunned there. Sure. Uh, both and, and the two the two pickers. Sorry, I guess that would be important. Are um, Kyle Bonagura and Mark Schleybaugh of ESPN? Those they the do this every year. They do. Yes, yeah. the East same East. two dudes. Yep. Uh, Alabama over Clemson in the Chick fil A Bowl, which is a playoff event, and Ohio State over Georgia in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Okay. Also, I only learned in the last couple of months it's Verbo, not VRBO. I had said, no idea. I said V-R-B-O forever. Yeah. But yeah, apparently it's, it's Verbo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who knows? All right. Uh, getting through the New York, New Year Six, they have a Capital One Orange Bowl of either Pittsburgh versus Baylor or NC State versus Notre Dame. Again, one picks one, one picks the other. So, Pittsburgh, Baylor, and North Carolina State, Notre Dame. A&M, Oklahoma is the pick for the Sugar Bowl by both of them for uh, for the year. So, they have A&M finishing third in the SEC. And getting a New Year's Six bowl going to the Sugar Bowl.
3: Okay. Okay. I sure. Mean, okay.
2: Nobody can go. Absolutely not. I mean, no. sure. Whatever. It's fine. I mean, I, I think we're overselling them. But Cotton Bowl, one says Notre Dame, Cincinnati. One says Baylor and Houston. And then for the Rose Bowl, they both have Michigan playing Ohio State. Michigan would be the number two team out of the Big Ten, and Utah would be winning the Pac twelve in this instance. in oh, Michigan versus Utah. That is correct. You said yes. Ohio State. Oh, sorry. Time. Yes. That's okay. Yes. Michigan versus Utah from both of them. Michigan finished number two in the Big Ten to get this uh, this bid. Okay. Then I will just scroll down for anything that's kind of relevant to uh, anything. They have two uh, – Schleybaugh has two-lane bowling, so I'm going to stay on six there. Okay. Um, Let's see. They have Jackson State and Deion winning the SWAC and playing in the Cricket Celebration Bowl against the winner of the MEAC, which they both have at South Carolina State. Okay. Uh, let's see. Scrolling on down. They have Oregon State bowling. Are they a little better? Uh, I will have to take their word for it. I don't okay. know. Yeah, it's not my, not my, not my area. All right, we have one uh, Ole Miss um, showing here. Kyle Bonagura says that Ole Miss is going to be playing in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas oh. against the UCLA Bruins. Okay. UCLA Ole Miss in the Las Vegas Bowl says uh, says Kyle. Okay. Schleiball has UCLA versus Tennessee in the uh, in the Las Vegas Bowl. Again, I have no idea what the pecking order of anything is. So. Yeah. No. Um the date on this is December 17th. Oh. Well, that's an early one. Home for the holidays. That things <laughs> over on December the
3: 17th. Yeah, I I would not <laughs> I would not like that. That'd be that that's not the business model. That's not the business up. model. No.
2: Right. Uh, j- January one 2nd. Let's do that. Much that, much that, more preferable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good. I don't if it's an SEC Bowl, move it off the damn 17th. Yeah, Make like, it later. Yeah. That, that's, if you're going to step up and have a Pac-12 SEC game, which is good, I'm really glad they have a West Coast tie-in from a playing standpoint. Yeah. They don't need to play the Big Ten five times. Like, right. Go do something else. That's, that, that's good, but Jesus. Um, SoFi Stadium, by the way, has two bowl games. They also have the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. There's a mouthful for yeah, you. That is. Uh, again, scrolling through... They do have a They have Louisiana Tech play in Louisiana in a bowl game.
3: Oh. Sign
2: me up for that. In Frisco.
3: I'd watch. Would you? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. They hate each other, right? Yeah, I'd cheer for the dogs. Would you? All day. Okay.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE
3: system. And just scrolling through quickly, 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 quickly. Yeah, There'd be a lot of powder blue on the field, okay, old Miss good. and
2: UCLA. The Gasparilla Bowl... Uh, Virginia Tech, South Carolina for Bonagura. Okay. You're seeing that most bowl games for the SEC are on down the list. Both of them have Mississippi State getting to bowl eligibility and playing in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Okay. They I have been playing that. Washington State or Charlotte, so that would be Will Healy or uh, Washington State there. I, I could see State at six and six playing in a bowl game. Sure. Yeah, no problem with that. I mean, Connolly likes State. I'm twenty. I know. The problem is twenty is like ninth in the SEC. Yeah, which hints the issue. Yeah, that's kind of where it's at right there. Uh, the Liberty Bowl, Bonagura has TCU, Arkansas. That would be a disappointment for Sam Pittman. Yeah, Schleyball has Kansas State, Florida in the uh, in the game. Yeah, I can see that for Florida. Both of them have North Carolina versus Oregon in the Holiday Bowl for kind of a neat match up there. By okay. the way, sure. Uh, the second Ole Miss, uh, basically Schleyball is not as high on the Rebels is what I'm kind of gathering here, but they have Tennessee and Ole Miss. In this game as well, flip the other way, the Tax uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl in Houston. Oh. So Houston and Vegas, the two spots that they have Ole Miss. What's the date on that game? That game is December 28th.
3: Mm. Still not where we kind of need it, but yeah. Yeah, it's having to go to. Two NFL stadiums. It's having to go to Houston the day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yuck. I know you love Houston, though. No, love it. Really, really scenic. Um, get my Astros hat out right now and put it on for everybody
2: <laughs> you, you, have, you have San Francisco over there right you have a Giants right i got a
3: Giants hat too but yeah when I just want to feel oh you do legitimately have a Astros yeah, so hat I just want to feel like you know a little dirty why do you have an Astros hat because I told my brother when I went to the game with him that I'd buy a hat so I did really? he wanted me to cheer for the Astros so you did I bought a hat. Did you cheer? I cheered for Anthony Rizzo. Did you clap when they won? We left before that. Oh, you didn't say anything in the no, game? we needed to go.
2: That drink. is kind of nice, not covering a game, and you have the ability to just leave whenever the hell you yeah, want. Yeah, we left in like the sixth inning. That's yeah, like, cool. Yeah, whatever. it's
3: cool, yeah. Why are, we stay,
2: why are we staying here? Yeah. Uh, Auburn and South Carolina, the two picks for the Music City Bowl from these uh, two humans.
3: Auburn and South Carolina? That is correct, yes. Okay.
2: Which has them both kind of up there a little. After so Mark's thing. a
3: little higher on South Carolina than... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, You mentioned Tampa. That is the Rel- Relia Quest Bowl now, by the way. This is going to take us a little while. No longer Outback oh, in Tampa. No more Blooming Onion. No, Relia Quest. I will, it will take me months to remember that. Okay. Um, LSU and Arkansas, the two teams that are in this. So, high on LSU a little bit here. Yeah. Both high on Kentucky, both having them in the same location, which is the
3: Citrus the, 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 the Bowl. Yeah, well, look, I've got a lot of company on the Wildcats. Yeah, sure. So – yeah. So that's uh a- By the way, I know that there was some talk that that Levis had gotten off to a bad start in camp. Uh, talking to a couple of people, and we'll talk to um, Kyle Tucker tomorrow. Kyle Tucker tomorrow. And I don't know how, he, how much football he covers, but um, I was told Levis had a hell of a week last week. Really? Yeah. Looked like. Looked good. Looked really, really good. Had a big time scrimmage, and that they were pretty pumped about his progress.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer med to Free prescriptions the same day, each month, and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You everything you need when you need it with G&M. Also, with their med packs, they individually packaged any medication that you uh, may need. Let them help you out with that. Again, that is G&M in Oxford, 662-236-2222.
3: Best socks you ever put on your feet, Dead Soxy. Uh, the perfect gift for any budget. Uh, promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. 25% off your order. Whether it's the um, college themed or the um, no shows, all great socks. You'll absolutely love them. Uh, DeadSoxy.com. Game changer patches are the only two patch system available on the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS, owned by Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator, ACS LLC, MS.com or 662-601-4381. Uh, Lamman's Fine Jewelry 1126 North Lamar Boulevard, place to go if you're looking for anything jewelry related in Oxford. Again, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard, the gold standard in fine jewelry, Jewelry or 662-234-2777. Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, they have different names, but they're the same great products, the same great services, the same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. College Corners, is your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area and Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So uh, go to mypinwealth.com and get in touch with them. Again, mypinwealth.com. Wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling, uh, maybe you think about a holiday trip, maybe you're already looking ahead to next summer, get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He'll give you options, uh, 901-494-3387, or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.com. Dot net and we're brought to you by opa euros wraps kebabs redfish lamb chops handcrafted cocktails frozen libations an amazing candlelit patio all of that at 306 south lamar just south of the square courthouse in oxford
2: this podcast is also brought to you by better help we talk all the time that if you had a sprained ankle some kind sort of physical issue that was uh, out there in the open you go to the doctor you would do that that's not always the case with mental health, but it's as a uh, More important or as important most of the time. So if you would uh, do that, I know it can be a little intimidating. Noah and I have both uh, done counseling at different points of our our life. And this is a pretty great way to do it with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that offers video, phone, live chat, therapy sessions. You also don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can turn it on or off. You can make it whatever you want it to be. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can match with a therapist in under 48 hours. We was talk about this. Take care of yourself. I had a uh, friend one time tell me you're either in therapy or you need therapy, and that goes for a large percentage true. of the uh, the population. And now we can help you with that again. I know it can be kind of intimidating. Maybe you don't want to go in. You'll do the couch thing, but you can uh, still get some help if anything is on your mind. So we can help you out with that. Again, our listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash mpw that's better H E L P dot com slash M P W. Uh let's see, where are we going now? Here I miss therapy.
3: You miss it? Yeah. Get somebody to talk to. You just Yeah. You know, hey, eh, it's all good. I, every single time felt better walking out of therapy. No joke. Did you? Yeah, I miss it sometimes. Well, better help. H E L P dot com slash M P W.
2: We can get you a discount. i can get my get own you, promo you, code. Yeah, we'll get you in there. You, to, you don't have to look at somebody. You can turn the thing off. Just just talk to the ether. Yeah. They'll talk back occasionally. Let you get it all out there. Yeah. Good system. Whew. Did you see this? That oh, it was an interesting deal. Um, a couple different things. This popped up on the internet stratosphere yesterday. One, this is an amazing stat. And I know they've sucked. I understand that for years. But the Baltimore Orioles... The Athletic put this out on their MLB account. They're in the same division with the Red Sox and the Yankees, and we were aware of how often those teams get televised and promoted. Mm-hmm. The Orioles last played on national television. This is also a baseball problem, but anyway. The yeah. Orioles last played on last played on national television 1,456 days ago. Now they were on last night, right?
3: Yeah, the streak broke, right, which right. is the, the thing. I'm not surprised. Fourteen hundred. See, this is something the NBA does so much better than Major League Baseball. That's almost four years. This is The NBA does this much better. Um, they will – I mean, obviously, you're going to see a lot of Lakers, a lot of LeBron. You're going to see a lot of the Celtics. You're going to see a lot of Steph and the Warriors. But you will see Memphis. You will see Oklahoma City. You will see Charlotte on national television on an NBA schedule. Major League Baseball, with all of those games, there's kind of no excuse no, come that on. you mess this up like that.
2: Because baseball's known is the, the game where we're just, it's a marathon, just kind of showing, you know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah. one sport. Even more, you can get away with it. Like, in football, I kind of get it. You go, hey, we're not really going to put the Jags and the Panthers on Monday night football. Okay, fine, whatever. Cool. But even they do. Everybody gets a Thursday night game for the most part. Like, yeah. I
3: mean, it's. The it's, NFL does a phenomenal job of marketing its stars. The NBA does a phenomenal job of marketing its stars, including future stars. Major League Baseball sucks at it. They're horrible. And starting this weekend, Major League Baseball, at a time when they're going into the pennant races, becomes pretty irrelevant to the mainstream.
2: The other thing that was kind of neat, and this came from whoever uh, Greg Harvey is from his Twitter account, but Albert Pujols last night, mm-hmm. I know, Neil. He uh, passes Stan Musial, becoming the second all-time MLB leader in total bases last night uh-huh. was what he uh, what he did. And um, they've got one of those graphics where you hit the play button and it shows you the top 10 over the course since it's it started with a is the record keeping that they do potentially have from like the 1870s is amazing that there are actually records that they have been able to keep up to that point. Yeah. But when you can see them go through like world war two and nothing changes for a little while, like there's almost kind of like some life stuff in this as you watch this little timeline. That's uh that's pretty, uh, that's pretty neat. Hank Aaron, obviously is the, uh, is the leader. Um, Babe Ruth never led. He never passed Ty Cobb. He could not get, Ty Cobb kept the lead through Babe Ruth's entire era, which I thought was kind of, a
3: kind of interesting. You know, the Hank Aaron thing is so interesting to me is that what we think of when you think of Hank Aaron is the home runs, but what you really should think about with Hank Aaron was the consistency with which he hit period. Just a hitter. I mean, I mean, dude hit tons of doubles. Tons of singles. Always hit for a pretty high average for a power hitter. Consistently. For just the longest time. It's a career 300 hitter. Yeah, what we see out of, I think what, you know, because he was before my time. So what you think of when you think of Hank Aaron is 7'15", and the kind of oldish looking man moving around the bases. I don't think what, I think what you don't, Remember, because you and I are too young, too old, or too young, is when you go back and watch footage of him in his prime. That was one athletic dude, he was a stud.
2: Hank Aaron finished seventh all time in career war, um, which is a good way to measure. Yeah. Um, 143 plus. Wow. on Hank Aaron, number seven. Who were the top six? So the top ten, number ten, and I know he has like the baseball card or whatever, but considering the era he played in, to him be that much better than everybody else, Honus Wagner is oh. ten all time. Wow. Which is I mean, we're talking about that wasn't exactly a hitting era where you're yeah. just blasting away. He's at uh he's at ten. Tris speakers at nine from two guys that played way a long time ago yeah. at ten and nine. Um Roger Clemens at eight. Really? Yeah, Clemens at eight. Clemens uh is the number Four pitcher on the list, and he he's finished his eighth all the time. One hundred and thirty nine point two WAR for Clemens. Okay, Aaron at one forty three. Ty Cobb is six at one fifty one and a half. Willie Mays one fifty six point one. Barry Bonds one sixty two point eight. Cy Young number three one sixty three point six. Babe Ruth is number one at one eighty three point one. Do you think
3: number two is? Okay, I'm I gave you a
2: little bit of a clue a second ago because I only named three pitchers. And yeah, there are four I was going to say, I, I, so it is a pitcher.
3: It's not Lou Gehrig because his career was sh- cut short. Uh, Walter, it's got to be somebody who threw. A Walter Johnson. Time. That is correct. Yeah,
2: Walker Wal- Walter Johnson. Sorry, one sixty four point nine.
3: So yeah. Where is um, Javier Baez on that list? <laughs> not in there?
2: Oh, He's on the list. I, yeah. I don't know how far I got to go, but no, he is definitely on the list. Ben Zobrist on there anywhere? He hung around for a little while. I mean, Zobrist did. I mean, he I contributed know. to one one really good war. So Ben Zobrist that. is four hundred and twenty seven. Ah, there you go. He is. T- he's actually pretty good. Ben Zobrist is four twenty seven. Forty half is his career war. Here's who he's tied with, though. I find this fairly interesting. In and cr- right. across generations, Jose Altuve, okay, uh, Matt Holliday. Red Shandy's. And Troy Tulowitzki. Oh, how about that? All have the same war as Zin Zobrist at this moment.
3: So, obviously, Altuve's going to move ahead, but those other guys are done. That's pretty... Rester
2: Posey's right above him at 419. J.D. Drew's at 415.
3: Yeah, Posey just walked away in his prime just because mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore.
2: Chris Sell, 399. Really? Chris Sell. Mark Grace, 383. What's, uh... Josh Donaldson, 376 already. What's Sammy Sosa. Let's find out. It would have to be like a really, really, really like geeky baseball show. But it would be kind of funny to put like Suss and David Brandt through a who has a higher career war. Oh, and just start naming a bunch of two random dudes. That would be. Yeah, I, I would actually be interested in that. Sammy Sosa's at 207, um, tied with Urban Shocker, which I did not know was a professional baseball oh, player until this second. So, yes, that is. Uh,
3: Where's Ryan Sandberg? He's just behind uh, Brett Saberhagen. If okay. You're curious. Got Saberhagen had a had a prime. <laughs> he did. I mean, for a little while, Saberhagen was just elite. You're looking for Ryan
2: Sandberg. I'm gonna guess he's in like the f- 300s.
3: 123.
2: Is he really? Yeah, he is. Uh, he is just one spot behind Robinson Cano, a couple spots behind Miguel Cabrera, and tied with Greg Nettles. Oh God! That is Greg where Nettles. S- they are exactly the same. Sandberg and Nettles finished with the exact same career war. We're boring people.
3: Were, is Nettles a Hall of Famer? He's not, is he? Um, he played on some machines back in – when I was a kid, that Yankee team and the Dodger team, those were like – He is not uh, in the Hall of Fame. Those were like – it's hard to even describe how big of a deal What's interesting about are. that
2: is the one, two, three, four guys right below him are all in the Hall of Fame, and he's not. Right below him, Sandberg is, Ernie Banks – Don Drysdale, and Roberto Alomar. Oh,
3: wow. They're right behind me. you. know what's interesting to me is that – And Don Sutton. And I know we're, we're killing people right now. They hate me right now. That's okay. I could still to this day talk about the sev- those se- late 70s Yankees teams. Really? Oh, yeah. That Baseball was so big then, and, and you only got a handful of games. And so when you got them, you watched them, and so you knew the Yankees because it was like Thurman Munson and Chris Chambliss and Bucky Dent. Willie Randolph, Craig Metals, Oscar Gamble, um, Reggie Jackson, who am I forgetting? Like the Dodgers team, that Dodgers infield was like famous, like all, all the kids, you, we all knew who the Dodgers infield was, it was uh, Steve Yeager, and Steve Garvey, and uh, Davey Lopes, Bill Russell, Ron Say, <laughs> Dusty Baker, Rick Monday. you knew all of those cats. You just knew them. I mean, we—that's—that's that's what we did. We would play baseball and wiffle ball and stuff. And you knew who the Dodgers were, and the Yankees, and the Red Sox, and the Reds. Because I mean, that—the big Red Machine. When I was a little kid, I mean, they—they they were phenomenal. Those guys were like heroes.
2: Active players. The top guy speaking of on the list is Pujols at thirty. Yeah. So that's where the top active person is right now. He is tucked just behind Maddox, Mathewson, and Randy Johnson, and just a high, just ahead of Joe Morgan, Warren Spahn, and Carl Yastrzemski. Where's Mike Trout? Somebody asked where Ripken was. I can do him too. He is 35, by the way, tied with Phil Negro. Trout? Uh, Trout. That was Ripken. Okay. Trout is 63, tied with Jeff Bagwell, and one spot ahead of Pete Rose.
3: And his body is going to fail him. Where he's, yeah, where he's not going to become the player that everyone thought he was going to become. Yeah, he's
2: already got the back issue and
3: yeah, whatnot. So
2: made me think of something. I'll actually, I don't. I, I think it probably is okay to tell the story. I'll do it in a second when we uh, when we come back because I got one more baseball thing. We'll go back to football. But uh, before we do that, podcast brought to you by Prime Shrimp, promshrimp.com Six different flavors right there in the bag. They ship it to your house. You can pop it in boiling water in less than ten minutes. It goes freezer to play with restaurant quality shrimp. Let them take care of a meal. Kids got activities. School now in session for everybody, especially for the local people who work on campus. Maybe they can handle it for you. Let Prime Shrimp take care of dinner. Again, they have their new uh, lemon cracked peppers flavor I had to go with all the uh, the five recent favorites. Depending on what it is you like, the signature and the Louisiana. Shrimp Bowl, two of my favorites, and their individually packaged frozen shrimp is there. It's in two-pound bags, just like you find at the grocery store, except uh, a higher quality. And again, right to you. You don't have to go get it. It will come to you. So again, that's primeshrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. That's MPW for $20 off with primeshrimp.com.
3: Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662 567 662-842-3844. Service specialist staffing and recruiting agency. They sponsor Neil's Picks, which will get rolling next Thursday. That's when you know it's football season when Neil's picks pops up on a Thursday morning and somebody in the first part of the year gets pissed off because they don't realize that we're being sarcastic. It's so great. God, I love that. It's yeah. one of my favorite days of the year. It's like we've been doing this six years. Yeah. That's the best. Yes. Was it Nut? Nut got offended at it. One of the things that pissed off Houston Nut was Neil's picks. Yeah. That's he what started was victim it. number one. And then Sean Patterson. <laughs> oh,
2: Oh God. I fr- go ahead. I, I can't do it on air. So go ahead.
3: S- Service Specialist <laughs> ServiceSpecialistLTD.com 662-832-5138 uh, Get Will, Sydney Kelsey on the line. They'll help you. It's always free to the, uh, always free to the, the uh, the candidate. If you're looking for a job brought to you by the Rogue 4450 I-55 North and Jackson or the Rogue.com Uh, they have the, all the best items for Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, all the uh, all the brands. They've got it there at The Rogue. Don't just accept what you uh, see, but imagine something new. Step forward. Chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Ginny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtual in, virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, they're based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. They set themselves apart with their ability to source off-market opportunities for investor clients, which maximizes returns. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all your commercial real estate needs, give B.B. a call, 601 9345008. 9345008. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: Podcast brought to you by uh, Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662 662-238-3159, phone service, phone controls, network security, and more. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Five, nine. So I was looking at the list here, and I was just kind of scanning names, and uh, number 101, or I guess tied for 99 with uh, Barry Larkin and Ted Lyons is uh, Ron Santo, who oh, played third base for the Cubs forever, and I was, it funny that name came up, I was talking to Don Kessinger a couple weeks ago, and I guess we're just kind of chatting or something to ask about, I don't think he'd mind me telling the story. It's so about the dog day, especially with some of those cub teams that weren't very good, and how you're just kind of managing through July and August. And back then, especially, there was no hey usage. You played every day because a you're worried about Wally Pipp and what the hell else are you do. And you just kind of it's it's sort of amazing. A lot of those guys' bodies held up as well as they could. But we were discussing how do you sort of kill time, and he said that Santo. And now we found out later that you know he was diabetic most of his life, and that probably played into this. But that he was a very public hypochondriac he was always worried about something constantly thinking Mm -hmm. he had the next disease and he said he said he walked in the locker room one day and santo's like looking in the mirror and he's inspecting his tongue and he's like asking the trainer and he's like is there something on whatever and he's like he keeps thinking there's a spot or whatever and he said don he goes i kind of walked behind him and walked by again he goes remember the trainer's name we'll call him john he goes hey john have you heard about that Tick bite thing. He goes apparently like he goes it starts like decaying with your tongue. That's how it gets started or whatever. And so he goes into this big long thing and he said the guy looks at him and goes you asshole and like kind of whispered himself, and Santo here goes he goes hold on what are you talking about and I goes oh yeah you know it's been going through the Midwest lately and it's been running through and he goes I spin this big yarn and he said Santo suddenly yanking at his tongue and his lips and he's like yelling for the trainer and he's like he's like just screw with him all the time he's like he's like you could get him on anything because he believed anything was wrong with him next up but. He ends up having legs that can be like he did. I mean, it would have been a very serious thing with yeah. diabetes, but. I
3: actually had a more. I've told this story before. I had a morning with Ron Santo um, by pure accident. I was in uh, Mesa working on a story about Jim Hendry, which I actually found. Someone sent it to me, and I've got it on my computer. God, it was a long story. Um, but that day, I was supposed to talk to Jim Hendry, and I got to camp at the time I was told to get there and our interview got pushed back a little bit, which was fine. I was getting to watch the Cubs take batting practice. But, um, Ron Santo passed by me and I said hello to him and he stopped and spoke. And next thing you know, he's like, Hey, come over here. And I'm sitting with Ron Santo kind of down the third baseline. And I just was like, well, this is probably the only opportunity I'm ever going to get to hang out with Ron Santo. And so I just started asking questions And he just answered them. We sat there and talked about his career and those old Cub teams and broadcasting and all that stuff for two hours. Two hours. The guy could not have been nicer.
2: It's really sad that he died prior to getting into the Hall of Fame. Missed it by a couple years. Yeah. Died in like 2009, something like that. Yeah, and
3: as corny as it sounds, didn't live to see the Cubs win the World Series. It would have been he He loved the Cubs loved the Cubs the Cubs were his life in so many ways yeah that he didn't get into the Hall of Fame he got in posthumously but yeah would have been would have been cool
2: See, he broadcasted basically until he died right he, he
3: did yeah 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 he he and Pat Hughes were a, a phenomenal team He
2: is second all-time in games at third base in the National League.
3: Think about that. He played his whole career as a diabetic. Yeah.
2: Think about it. In that era, too. Yeah. Not like today where we can manage so
3: much differently and better. Remarkable. Yeah. The people who saw him in his prime will tell you he was a great player.
2: He played 2,102 games at third base, 52 short of Eddie Matthews.
3: Yeah, you look back and you go, sure. that team had Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, Ron Santo, and couldn't win. When they had the 69 thing. And well, and, you know, I'll tell you about the, playing those day games, one after the other, after the other, after the other. That had, the took other. a hell of a toll. It did, it took a toll. By the end of the season, you're just not as fresh.
2: Obviously, it wasn't like a middle infield thing, but that is fairly, I mean, <laughs> Donovan played... Probably 2,000 games next to a Hall of Famer every day mm-hmm. like that. Watching Santo literally to your right
3: 2,000 times. And with Ernie Banks. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were probably better teams than – they were probably better than what their numbers showed because of the heat and 120 every day, no lights. 120 every day. No one rest. You're just, yeah, it just. Yeah, well, you you know, you're at the ball. And when park. you go
2: play at night, everywhere else, it's different. Yeah, it's that too.
3: Yeah. Hmm. It
2: kind of, kind of sucks. I don't know. Just whatever. Um, let's see. I had a couple other things on them on the. Uh, on the list, including one that kind of was sticking out. I saw the Braves uh, booed uh, Ozuna last night after he came
3: back first game after the arrest. I can't believe he played. Yeah, I know. What were they thinking? Brought him right back. I don't blame Snitker. Look, you got to play the roster that you've got. It's on the, the, it's on the uh, front It's on the, the executives, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't really
2: blame That's a good point. I didn't really think about that until you said it, but that that makes sense to me. I mean, I guess he could have made that decision too, but that creates more than he – you don't let your manager be put in that situation. Right. But you have to do that. Right. He's supposed to be the team guy. Yeah. So, unless he's got five or six team members coming up and going, hey, guy, he can't play him. He yeah. And I mean, were, that. it's not like Kazuna's been
3: the model citizen. It's been weird the whole time, in a way or no, yeah. one way or another. At some point, that's the product you're putting on the field. But they, he got booed in Atlanta in his home stadium. It tells you something. It should tell the front office a lot.
2: Can't say winners don't sell, by the way, though. You know, we used to talk about attendance not matter. In Oakland, the Braves are selling like crazy this year compared to everything they've done in the past. I mean, O'Brien kind of points it out every day. It's just sellout after sellout after sellout after sellout, after sellout there at Truist. Yeah. They've, they've, they've done a pretty good,
3: remarkable thing with the new stadium and winning in connection to it. Locking up players. Fans can – you can buy that jersey and feel comfortable that that player's going to be there for a while. They're going to win for a while. I'm not going to say they're going to win more titles, but they're going to sure. win for a while. Winning titles takes a, a degree of yeah. luck that you can't predict. But yes, they're going to be in the picture. They're going to be a postseason team for the next five to eight years without a sure. question. Yeah, agreed. Just one of those. Yeah, whether you win or not is another thing entirely. But yeah, it's hard to win. Well, you got to get hot. You got to have the right people get hot at the right time. You need the right draw. You don't want to run into somebody who's hotter. That happens. You know, five game series, you run into. Jacob DeGrom twice at the top of his game, and it's kind of hard to overcome that.
2: Something's already on the list, and it's a longevity thing, but we've been talking about career war and different thing. Udonis Haslam signing a new deal with the Heat, returning for a
3: 20th season. 20. Yeah.
2: Fairly remarkable.
3: He's a, that's one of those teams that has a unique culture. He's only
2: one of three players all time to play at least 20 seasons and only with one team. Wow. I'm not sure I could name the others. We talk about the other two a lot on this show. I mean a lot, but a good bit. One a lot and one enough that would be familiar.
3: It's not Bird. He didn't get to 20 years. Nope. Magic didn't get 20 years. Nope. Jordan didn't play 20 years. Nope. Did Kobe play 20
2: years? He did, that is one of the answers. Okay. Kobe All Bryant. Right. The other guy won one title, maybe... Pl- Dirk pl-
3: Nowitzki. That is correct,
2: yes. Kobe and Dirk Nowitzki are the only two in addition to Udonis Haslam.
3: That's pretty special. 20 years. Nope. Yes, the uh, the... Braves' new stadium is is out, it's kind of what, northeast of the city? It's in suburbs. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 not good. It looks good. really cool. I, I I was intending to, my plan was, to think the Phillies are in town the weekend that Ole Miss is there. I was going to go to the Phillies-Braves game on Friday night, but I'm not going to be in Atlanta that weekend. But I was going to go to that. Because I wanted to go to that that park. I've heard it's really cool.
2: Yeah, I went either the first year he was there or the second. I don't remember. I mean the park was there or the second. I don't remember which one, but it's 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 cool. It's neat. Um I have not been back since uh since then. So anyway, uh again we'll talk Kentucky tomorrow. Kyle Tucker joining us in the morning uh at the top of the show for that. I need
3: to uh check back with him today, but we should be good to go, no problems there. There's a lot of Kentucky angst. People are upset at media for being kind of high on Kentucky, which is a, a weird thing to me. I think it's because they're not a traditional team.
2: It's also that they, right or wrong, they have built consistency without beating a lot of good teams. They right. beat everyone they're supposed to beat, right. which is a – at Kentucky, that's a hell of a feat. Sure. But, I mean, the stat was in our stream today. I mean, he's like 5-17 and 17 against SEC West opponents right. as a coach. Right. They've struggled. Um yeah. And when you get stayed as your West opponent, you have a lot of opportunities to at least be competitive and win games there inside that cross traditional deal. Wait till Steve hears that. I know, Ooh. be very angry, very very angry, Steve. I mean, he's probably working on his section two of his poetry book. <laughs> was it oleander and something? Yeah, tulips. What was it? No, it wasn't tulips. What was it? Uh, Lavender.
3: I, I don't know something. Yeah, he. He probably doesn't start many poems with roses or red violets or blue that's a oh. little little too close to the rivalry you think so is
2: any plant he's mar- kind of embraced the rose Bowl thing though
3: like it, he he fully embraces it yeah, you might as well uh is any is there any flower that sort of blooms maroonish kind of a i mean I'm sure there are darkish purple, but
2: that is not my area of expertise by any uh, stretch no. of the imagination. Um, Hooters announced on Monday it signed fifty-one college football offensive linemen to NIL deals from teams across the country.
3: I'm a little surprised Hooters has survived the politically correct really? movement. It and the whatever their like knockoff
2: one is. What is it? Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: I'm. A, I yeah. mean, honest. Honest to God, I'm. I'm a little shocked. That I'm glad for them that they've made it, but I'm a little surprised.
2: Players from Auburn, LSU, Oklahoma, Miami, Georgia Tech, Missouri, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, Florida, Atlantic, and UCF. For decades, the physical play, blue-collar mentality, and on field leadership of the offensive linemen has shined, but national praise and attention for these crucial players has all too often been sidelines. Uh, Hooters chief marketing officer, whatever, said in a statement, we mm-hmm. want to change the narrative and celebrate these elite student-athletes who play a pivotal role in making college football so thrilling and give them their fair share of the spotlight. Part of the N.I. partnership will include the players visiting Hooters locations, starring in social media campaigns for the company, encouraging fans to utilize the restaurant for tailgate and viewing parties during college football season.
3: Okay. Have they changed the apparel for the waitresses? I mean, not that I'm aware of. but or the I have wait no staff. Idea. I really, I'm sorry, I apologize for calling them waitresses. I meant wait people.
2: It's an honor to have Hooters promote the big guys up front and advocate for the work, dedication, and spirit of offensive linemen throughout college football. Quick said in a statement, which I'm assuming is uh, Pierce Quick, um, an offensive lineman, one of the list. Hooters is all about camaraderie and having a good time, and I think I speak for all linemen by saying we are extremely excited to partner with a restaurant we already love and throw down some wings. So Pierce Quick there
3: with that quote. Um, Pull it up. Hooters uniforms 2022. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it appears... To be the same one? Well, it, maybe even they've gone... Uh, a little more? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah.
2: I mean, what the were they? Were?
3: Uniforms are like underwear. And staff threatened to quit over them. I love my job, but don't love wearing undies to work, one white person said. Low-cut uniform tops have always been a thing at Hooters, but staff say the restaurant went too far with its new bottoms. Okay. Yes, yeah, servers. I'm uh, sorry. Oh um, weight persons. Servers. Yeah, just be careful. Serving feels like a Oh you think that's worse? Yeah, you're kind of insulting them. So weight persons. Okay. Fair enough. You can by the way, if you would like them, you can buy a Hooters uniform for yourself. Can you really? Yeah. Halloween costume? I, I don't or think, just a Tuesday. I don't think I could pull it off, but you know, yeah, you can buy a, uh, a Hooters uniform for forty nine ninety nine.
2: Oh. for the bottoms and the tops combined forty nine or
3: so. That's the orange. The orange. If you just want the uh, the tank, if you just want the top, twenty five bucks. If you want okay. the bottom, it's another twenty two. Okay, so forty seven bucks or so to get a Hooters uniform. Get it shipped and all, probably fifty five or so. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Back Kyle
2: Tucker in the morning. We'll talk stoops. We'll talk cow. We'll talk Kentucky with uh, Kyle and having a more show to you again. Kiffin talking today. We'll have any coverage of that rebelgrove.com and then we'll uh, debate what he said on tomorrow morning's show. So uh, until then, take care.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in.